Blog Talk Radio. The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron. A podcast featuring Elvira Love and Deborah Voith, two out-of-the-broom-closet professional witches with over 70 years' combined experience of making magic. This is a show on the LMC radio network. During each episode, Elvira and Deb will help you create rituals, cast spells, make potions, and much more besides. They'll spend time speaking about different goddesses from all over the world, paying attention to the ancient reverence of long-ago cultures and infusing it with a modern perspective. Elvira, Deb, take it away. Hello, and welcome to tonight's show. (laughs) This is Deborah Boyce, and I am here with co-host Elvira Love and our magical announcer, Nagashiva Ironwood. (laughs) So, in keeping with this month's theme of uh, inner transformation, tonight we will be talking about Reiki and other forms of energy healing. Uh, But first, we're going to catch up with each other and just kind of talk about what kind of week we've had. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I can start out here. I um this I don't know it's it's been building all this week. This has been a very chaotic week and especially the last couple of days. Um I mean it hasn't been anything like horrible or terrible going on in my life. I'm I'm very grateful. Um I have a lot of good things going on actually, but it was just things like having to take my dog to the vet this morning. She's a big beast and she does not like to go to the vet. And so, you know, we get a workout trying to um, hold her still and and get them to do, you know, that they need to do with my dog, whose name is Loki. Um, And she is very much a Loki. (laughs) Um, Uh But (laughs) that went well, but it was enough, you know, yeah, to kind of throw me off a little this morning. And then... This week, I've had a lot of um, I've had a lot of clients, but I've also had a lot of friends and family just calling um, with either like an urgent situation or uh, something going on, or they're having a bad day. They need someone to talk to, and um, so um, so you know, I was doing you know a fair amount of readings, some client work. Um, and um, a lot of, like, healing, spiritual cleansing, and also support um, and prosperity work. And I'm starting to do write, uh, readings on Friday afternoon, again, on Hulu Psychics. So, yeah. And yesterday was Valentine's Day. And <laughs> I really didn't do anything very exciting for Valentine's Day just because... I was kind of tired. (laughs) 
But I did, I did get some flowers from my honey, which is very sweet, um, and some chocolate-covered strawberries, which I liked even more. So um, how was your week, Elvira? <laughs> well, it fits right in with what you've been saying. It's been chaotic. <laughs> um, it's, you know, had a lot of... Um, emotionally charged clients that, you know, were, you know, like, uh, I have now, now it's imperative. Life is, you know, I'm, I'm losing my, you know, grip yeah. on life. I need to talk with you, which, you know, I understand. And, you know, of course that's part of the job. And then it was, um, the same kind of thing was going on, you know, externally, different things happening. Um, and, you know, personally, it's been a challenge because of uh, Uh-oh. some of my neighbors, uh, one, one neighbor got, well, her whole family kind of went through her family, um, the RSV, and uh, luckily it was a, a mild case, not a heavy-duty case. Um, so there was that. So, you know, different things had to get changed around because, the particular neighbor, I, she was going to help me take my second car in and pick me up <laughs> so I could drop it off and have it, you know, checked over so that I can know it's okay or something may need to be done so that I can drive it during the spring and the summer. And, um, you know, that was kind of like, oh, guess that ain't going to happen. Valentine's Day, you know, was more of a family get you know thing for me since I don't have a significant other um so I kind of did my go out and get cards and I got flowers for my daughter and granddaughter and you know, all of that and Aww. by the time I got home I couldn't I was going to take them over to their house and put them on the table and leave all the cards around and I was just like <laughs> there's no way I'm going to do this <laughs> and still make the the call that I had to make to uh, someone mm-hmm. that we had planned on and all of the rest. So I called her and she came by and they were just as happy. They got, you know, they were all, you know, my granddaughter is like, oh, she's aged. I've got flowers, you know, and that kind of a thing. <laughs> so that was a nice, you know, sort of capping for, you know, the whole kind of weird day. And, you know, quite <laughs> honestly, I, you know, kind of had my own off-center moment this morning when one of my smoke detectives decided it didn't like the fact that I didn't turn on uh, a vent fan in one of the bathrooms and and so it kind of went off because of the steam and that was a whole you know thing the dogs didn't like it and it was kind of a it it was weird you know and I was I was laughing after the fact because of course then that made me go through all of the smoke detectors and change all the batteries you know, and write down the dates on the, you know, batteries so I know when I change them, you know, that kind of stuff. So maintenance came up. But, um, you know, it's, it's kind of a, a, a week where I think a lot of things have happened uh, externally in the world. Uh, of course, uh, Sunday was the Super Bowl, and I'm a 49ers fan, so it was a, like down to that moment where we lost it with the three points in overtime, but it was okay. I mean, you know, it was a (laughs) twice in the history of Super Bowl they've gone in overtime, 
So that kind of puts it mm-hmm. at a, a high mark. And, you know, that was only three points. It wasn't like they were crushed. But um, so it was, it was interesting. And I'm not really a football fan, but um, I kind of have that in honor of my uh, deceased husband who was. So I honored that by, you know, being a Ford and on a fan and wearing the, the colors. Yeah. But that was about it, you know. I mean, the the whole process of the week coming to this point, you know, making sure that I was um, up on our topic. I mean, I was even kind of looking at the fact that um, I have, you know, I use it all the time. I use Reiki all the time. But I don't necessarily have the structure that you learned when you got your degrees and your master, you know, (laughs) mastership, uh, you know, certification and all of this. And I was laughing about it going, I need to refresh myself on some of the, you know, the more structured (laughs) time of it. So, but I'm glad we're going to talk about it because I'm sure there'll be wonderful things that come up and I'll be writing notes about them here as I always do, so. But that's been my week, and I'm turning it back to you to start our discussion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, um, so I guess just starting out, I'd like to, especially for our show here, because we are the Witch, the Priestess, Pauldron, um, I just want to point out that there's two kind of primary aspects of reiki and, and energy healing in general. And, um, and one is that it is um, like has to do with the physical or the medical, the healing aspect. And the other one is um, the mystical or magical aspect, which makes the whole you know, body of um, energy healing just really very interesting because it really is about working with energy. Um, mm-hmm. But first I want to kind of go over just, you know, basic definition and background of what Reiki is. And I'm not going to so much go into um, the whole um, story of uh, Yusui being on the mountaintop and receiving the symbols and all that stuff because that <laughs> we don't really know if that's what happened. And um, there's, I mean, a lot of um, practitioners have, you know, said that the truth of Reiki, you know, is Jesus who went to India. And some say before his crucifixion, some say it was after his resurrection. And then in India, he hid the secret to his healing method. And, um, you know, uh, he had received it from the Egyptian priesthood who initiated him as a child. And, you know, and it just goes on and on, you know, the, the lore mm-hmm. or the backstory. You know, then there's the, um, the Egyptians learned the Reiki from the sinking before the continent of Atlantis sunk, you know, and and back and back and back. And so it's like, yeah, you know, I mean, those are all nice stories, and, and they could, you know, they could be true, but we don't really know. So that's why I'm not focusing so much, like, on um, the story of it, um, but more like um, what we know about it today. So, um, so Reiki is basically, it's a system of energy and um, and the term Reiki originates from two Japanese words, Rei and Ki. Common definition of Rei is universal, and the most common definition of Ki is life energy. 
also um, the term Reiki uh, translated means uh, universal life energy or universal life force. And, you know, there have been other interpretations of Reiki, which include, you know, spiritual or God conscious, higher self, you know, like that. And and really they're all correct. Um, So... Well, for my, for me, my story is when I first heard of Reiki. <laughs> uh, I approached it from initially uh, from the perspective um, as an RN, and um, so I was kind of interested in it as an adjunct to my nursing practice, and um, for you know taking any training or attunements or really knowing a whole lot about it. I had heard from at my local metaphysical shop talking about it, and, um, you know, at the time I heard the whole, you know, universal life force, uh, which sounded fairly vague and kind of woo-woo, and since <laughs> I'm very fond of woo, I started to search for my. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, my instructor was uh, the fabulous Arlene Rowden from Madison, um, and she took me... Um, over a couple of years from beginner to uh, Reiki master teacher. And um, that was like in the early aughts. And I ended up doing my final attunement and the whole master teacher training thing in 2007. I actually had to look that up because I was like, why did I do that? <laughs> um, so, um, so, and so there, Later on, I'm going to mention, like, some of the different um, systems of energy healing. Um, but uh, just to be concise, um, I was attuned, because she was attuned to two different systems, then I ended up being attuned to two different systems. The, um, the basic Yusui Reiki, um, the West here, and um, Jeremiah. And so um, I think... Um, Different. Um, well, I just want to say there's a, there's a lot of different definitions uh, for the whole energy uh, using uh, healing energy, but they're all basically talking about the same life force um, when they say Reiki. And um, so, and this life force, it's basically it's all around us and is in all things, including animals, plants, and, and people. But the thing I think that's important to know is that it is all around us, but it's not a personal energy. And by that, I mean it's not um, when I am giving somebody Reiki, I'm not channeling my own energy into them. And you can probably see how this would, you know, not be so good for the healer <laughs> after a while because they're, they would be draining all their own personal energy. And so what um, what you're doing in, within that healing system is that you're channeling the universal energy through you, um, which is also kind of neat because it, um, it helps you. It, it you know, um, makes you vibrate at a higher rate. It helps you to balance and... Um, and it just, you know, you benefit from it every time you also give energy. 
and so um, that um, so I mean, there's you know the Reiki system, the Yusui system, I think is probably um, one of the more traditional ones, and um, it uses specific symbols and hand positions and you know specific specific philosophy and techniques and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. And um, and there's kind of like some benefits and safeguards that are built into that system. Mm-hmm. Although, you know, there's a lot of, as I'll come to tell, a lot of variations, a lot of additions to it. Um, and um, I think that it's a really good thing to do. I know that there's some people out there that um, – just might naturally, intuitively be, you know, um, channeling healing energy. And what I've noticed is that some people can be very good at it and just naturally do it, um, although they don't have the benefit of the some of the safeguards and stuff that are built into the system. And then there are some people that have, um, they're uncertain of how to best work with that flow of energy, and sometimes might have a hard time or they might even start taking on the symptoms of their clients. Um, But the thing that's really neat about universal energy is that it's a very intelligent energy and um, it has its own consciousness. And when you channel it, when you know how to channel it, um, it goes. Um, So I just... Um, I know that's a very basic overview. I was just wondering um, what some of your thoughts might be um, about um, Reiki and energy healing in general, Elvira. Well, you know, it's interesting because um, you use, you know, universal life force. And when I came to Reiki and Mm -hmm. chose to follow it, it was having been um, raised and at some point choosing to even train in Reiki and therapy. And mm-hmm. Wilhelm Reich, of course, <laughs> talked about orgone energy, which again is life force. And um, then it became universal life force energy. And so it hit certain chords for me to want to know what this was and how to go about, you know, utilizing it. Mm-hmm. Um, it had a lot of balance. So for me, you know, it was like, oh, I found out that, you know, it's, you know, you can do self-healing with it. You can, you know, work as uh, a technique on how to, you know, balance and um, channel the uh, energies into uh helping others and it's funny because you were talking about it isn't you and your energy as the healer it is this conduit and one of the things that I did find fascinating and again this was you know if you do a diagram and you 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 looked at this and you pushed buttons on that diagram it would do the same thing as the as the symbols that they have originally started with and then it's grown as um, I uh, we were talking earlier before the show how Reiki and therapy has grown it has grown outside of the the box that was the 
Bible of the Orgone, you know, uh, institute mm-hmm. and everything that came about around it. And so different symbols, and, and then, of course, you would go different uh, offshoots. And for me, um, just the idea of seeing that, it's like, oh, my gosh, you, you start it and you activate it in this flow, and it starts to activate the energies. And it, as you said, it has its own intelligence. You know, you as the practitioner pull that energy in and start the, the, the movement of the energy that you do as a general, and then it starts to, to find the areas that it really needs to go to. And I was fascinated by it. So, you know, um, I followed it through and, you know, eventually got my master's. And, of course, that was funny because I was so excited about being a master and, <laughs> Basically, the the people looked at me and the the, the trainers and the, the head trainer and goes, "No, you start your master learning now." And um, I was so aware of that after that because it was like ego was where I was at to begin with and got more or less gently pushed into the reality of learning it. And um, yeah, you know, they have principles and the principles even change. I think. Um, I was looking at different things, and people have one set of way they, you know, just for today, I will let go of anger. Just for today, I will let go of worry. Today, I will count my many blessings. Today, I will do my work honestly. Today, I will be kind to every living creature. And then, you know, there's a more traditional one is trust um, just for today, do not worry. Just for today, do not anger. Earn your living honestly. Honor your parents, teachers, and elders. Show gratitude to every living thing. And those are two separate, you know, ways of doing Reiki that were put in the world. But, you know, principles are, they're, they're there. And mm-hmm. um, along with, you know, the fact that you learn what you can and can't do with it. And um, the, the fact that I basically looked up and found out I didn't even know this that they had done clinical trials in 2017 and 2018 to determine if Reiki, you know, was, you know, how it went, what it did. And, you know, hard to quantify, you know, mm-hmm. and um, but they did find that in both of these, there was enough evidence to show that it helped whatever was going on. It was helping clear. It was helping if they did it when, you know, you were doing before and after surgery, the healing process. Um, Of course, it's not FDA approved because it basically doesn't have anything to do with drugs or medical, you know, devices or, you know, of any kind surgery, you know, meaning you're not doing surgery. So you can't, it's, the FDA doesn't have anything to say about it. So Mm -hmm. you can't, quantify it in the way especially the United States likes to. So um, I guess I found that very enlightening because I've gone from the energetic level all the way down the line. And, you know, I kind of went, well, I can see where it can help in all these different other modalities if you use it as a companion without trying to, you know, Day. This is the solution. Those are my thoughts hey. on it. 
Yeah, yeah, and that's um, that's those are very interesting thoughts. Like just um, the whole um, practicality of it. I think that mm-hmm. they should do more studies on it because it it definitely makes a difference. I've I've witnessed that over and over again. And I know that there's been some studies, and I know that there has been some insurances that will cover it, but mm-hmm. still is not as widely accepted as as you would hope, you know, because it is yeah. such a, a wonderful um, thing that, you know, a practice that really does help to accelerate the healing process. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, so that's... Um, are getting kind of close to break time, and um, yes, we are. Um, so I'll just um, make one more comment before we end up bouncing over to our break. Um, okay. Yeah, it's just um, when uh, when you receive a Reiki session or a Reiki attunement, this is you know it just increases your life force flow, and it helps to eliminate any kind of energetic blockages to your bodies, spiritual, mental, emotional, and physical. And um, this, um, the whole thing about the increased energy for that universal life force really nourishes your body in a way that you probably cannot even measure now. Um, but it, it really does help to, to balance things out, and it's just one of my favorite <laughs> favorite things. But so we are uh, going to need to go to a break now, um, and we'll be back. Break us away, Nagashiva. You're listening to The Witch, The Priestess, and The Cauldron, a radio podcast on the LMC Radio Network. Stay tuned as more magic is coming your way right after these messages. LMC You're listening to the LMC Radio Network, broadcasting out of Forestville, California, on the World Wide Web at LuckyMojo.com. The LMC Radio Network is a media alliance whose excellent shows include The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rootwork Hour with Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman, Sundays, 3 to 4.30, Mystics, Mages, and Magical Places with Reverend Art and Reverend James, Mondays, 4 to 5.30, The Crystal Silence League Hour with John St. Germain, in syndication, Tuesdays, The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Miss Phoenix LeFay, in syndication, Tuesdays, the Now You Know Show with Professor Porterfield in syndication, Wednesdays. And The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Deborah Voith, Thursdays, 4 to 5. All time specific, add three hours for Eastern, sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. We are back. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah. Um. Well, I know that you were going to start off with a um, 
with some of your thoughts um, on some of the, you know, the healing aspects of this energy. Um, is it okay if I, I just want to mention, like, a couple of the different forms of um, energy sure. healing that well, are yeah. around? Um, okay. Yeah. Um, okay, so the I think the most basic one that is in the West here that everybody um, that all of the other ones have probably branched off from is the uh, Yusui uh, uh, Rai Oho mm-hmm. uh, Reiki. And so that was the Yusui tradition of Yashi and Takata. Um, so, and then another one is the one that's practiced, the Yusui tradition that's practiced in Japan. Um, another one is uh, what they call the Yusui Tibetan Reiki. And um, this is like an, to, um, the traditional Hayashi Tata form of Reiki, and they incorporate Tibetan symbols into the system. And um, so this was started by an American. His name was Arthur Robertson, and he was one of Takata's. Um, and there's something called the Radiance Technique, and that is another offshoot <laughs> um, <laughs> that was created by Barbara Ray, and she was a Reiki master trained by Takata. And after Takata's passing, Ray claimed that Takata had given her all the attunements in a six-level, some say seven-level system. Um, so initially, I think it was called the real Reiki, <laughs> but then later she mm-hmm. renamed it the Radiance Technique. Um, mm-hmm. Then there's another form <laughs> that's called uh, Saichim, if I'm saying that correct, um, <clears throat> so there's another guy named Patrick Ziegler founded that, um, and he uh, kind of based it on, well, he spent some time in the Middle East um, around 1980, and he spent the night inside the Great Pyramid of Giza, where he received kind of like a spontaneous initiation, and he had also experienced like an unusual mystical connection to what he would later call um, the Saichim energy. And um, mm-hmm. he, you know, came back to the States, received Reiki training, and then he kind of blended those two things together to create his own, um, which mm-hmm. is the Saichi. Um, then there's Tara Mai. <laughs> That's another offshoot. Um, and she has um, different additional symbols. And um, she kind of more incorporates the energy into the four elemental rays of earth, water, air, and fire. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I could go on and on because there's Karuna, and I'm not going to go on about all of them because, you know what, I, I would take up the whole rest of the show. Um, <laughs> there's Karuna and Shambhala, Shamanic, um, Chaos Reiki, although that's not a specific tradition. It's um, practitioners combining the concepts of Chaos Magic and Reiki using their healing. And I think a lot of them try to uh, use it for more for change and, healing of the larger transition society. Mm-hmm. And there's there's a number more that I'm not going to go on about, but they're, it's very interesting that if you look at them, a lot of them are very interconnected because either somebody was a student of the other one and they went forward and kind of um, started, you know, receiving um, insights or information or new symbols and then they kind of evolved into their own system. And so there's a lot of different very neat, uh, very interesting um, 
systems of energy. Mm-hmm. But I think the mm-hmm. most important thing about that is just regarding all of those systems is that um, the great thing about them is that they they all work. Um, mm-hmm. They have different, you know, elements incorporated into them, but but they all work. And it just depends on which one um, if you end up being more drawn to. Um, uh, so I just wanted to put that in there um, before we started getting uh, further into just talking about, you know, the physical and um, mundane aspects as well as more mystical and magical aspects. So with that, I'll just, um, I will shush up for a bit and let you talk, Elvira. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, goody, I can talk now. Um, Well, you know, it's interesting because one of the things that, you know, again, this is a energy form of, of flow into the body, and it basically, you know, can work in such a way that it can be combined with various forms of meditation, yoga, um, other forms of exercise, even athletics, to help, you know, bring results, you know, don't bring the results, but help bring results in achievement if you're looking for that. It can be used along with massage techniques, rolfing, chiropractic, psychological therapies, acupuncture, um, polarity meridian techniques, non-touch as well as touch. Um, And the interesting thing is, is that there are the idea that when you do these, you know, of course you've got benefits and, you know, the the fact that there are the things that we kind of touched on earlier, I did. <clears throat> but when you do the session, it's really important, and this is where I swear I use this for clients all the time about, you know, other things, <laughs> but it's, it comes from intent to heal is what your focus is. The energy knows what to do. It comes with an intent to heal, and you just have to be the conduit for it and step aside and let, you know, basically what they call the law of attraction, not necessarily Abraham Hicks, but sort of find what it needs to do. You are just the conduit, but then the energy goes to the areas. So when you're thinking of any of the modalities of physical healing that I suggested, if you realize that you choose to utilize the different symbols as a way to activate the energies and then become that along with what you are doing physically to that you know, individual, if that is your choice, to be part of that, you're, you're sending this energy and having it with its consciousness of where to go, go to the parts that need to happen. And it's, it's fascinating because I was raised with a chiropractic family, a therapeutic family. Um, I have utilized these techniques for my own health. And um, then I, I go off and follow this whole process. And I realize how synced using it in the mundane world with different healings that you would go through, whether it's a cold, a headache, insomnia, uh, a bruised knee, you know, um, 
you use that mm-hmm. and it works with whatever your you know whatever gels you're using whatever other things you're putting into your system or on your system physical form to allow that but it also goes to the area that started the energy so you know it's a component but then there is a mental emotional issue and it goes to the root of the mental emotional issue is where the life force energy goes because it goes to the root of the process as opposed to just topical and i love how it <laughs> is consistently talked about in all the different forms whatever form choose to to uh, follow but that's really what it is so a practical application in the mundane world <laughs> is one thing, but it goes to deeper levels because of that intent to heal and go to the actual cause of it, not just what we think of as, oh, my, my head is hurting and, you know, it, uh, I've got a headache and I need to, you know, get everything back in alignment. So... Um, that kind of area is what I see it as. What do you see the, the mundane healing aspects are for it? Um, well, I think that, um, well, when we, um, when we channel Reiki or channel the universal energy, it, it naturally enters the other bodies, like the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual bodies. And, um, like when um, when our our flow of energy is, is disrupted or blocked, it begins to throw off all of the energy body. So, um, for example, like if you have a situation come up that is emotionally draining, and you don't get to remedy your inner well-being, then an imbalance is, and if that imbalance isn't cleared or released, the continued stress of this imbalance will resonate down till it eventually reaches your physical body. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So this can like potentially weaken your immune system and your physical body will be affected, you know, ultimately with, you know, disease or illness. And it can mm-hmm. also start out in the opposite way, you know, like with the physical body. So for instance, if you, um, if you break your arm, um, and especially if you don't get adequate physical treatment, your physical body becomes unbalanced, affecting your emotional and mental body. And you might mm-hmm. um, become, you know, short-tempered or you might not be able to think clearly um, because of the physical pain. Um, mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, it's interesting to note that often, like the last place um, an illness or disease manifests a lot of times is in the physical body. And, and for mm-hmm. this reason... Um, that much of the time that the disturbance will start out in the mental or emotional body. Um, so it's really, you know, being in balance on all levels is really the staying healthy. And I think that Reiki is one of those modalities that addresses that um, in a very, you know, basic way. Um, so... Um, so I, I think it's good to stress, though, that Reiki, you know, it's not intended to be used instead of your basic medical treatment. 
But yeah. it's used to, you know, energetically enhance um, any treatment that you are going through. And um, so there's um, there's a lot of different ways to use that. Um, I think that, um, you know, well, this is where I mentioned the, the symbols. There's each tradition has um, additional symbols, I would say, but the basic, like the basic history, has four main symbols. Um, so there's the power symbol, and that's used to um, concentrate um, more powerful flow flow of energy um, to whatever area you're sending it. And then there's the mental emotional symbol. Um, and that's used for healing mental, emotional issues and um, and addictions. And then there's the long-distance symbol. Most traditions seem to give that one, like, at the second or two. So um, that one is used for sending healing remotely. And um, it's... Um, it's actually, the name of it is actually a Buddhist chant that's used to release karmic debt. Um, but it's used for distance healing. Uh, it can be used for things like, well, this is getting more out of the physical, but uh, past life and truthful. But it's also can be sending healing, physical healing to the past. Um, mm-hmm. Which is kind of mm-hmm. And I'm on a... Um, my teacher has um, like uh, a group of all the different healers she's trained over the years, and so anytime somebody sends in um, a request, they'll have like many of the people in the group sending that healing energy. Just kind of neat because then you think about it. I mean, there's probably a couple hundred people in the group, so even if only a portion of them are sending healing energy, that's kind of a, a really nice. Um, have going on. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I've put many, many people in that group. Um, and then there's um, the fourth symbol is the Dewey uh, Master symbol. And that's usually, uh, I think most traditions give that when the person goes through their third attunement and their, their training. Uh, but that one is uh, used to intensify Reiki and to take it to a higher level or frequency. And it's believed that it gives you a stronger connection to the source. So it's supposed to bring, like, the highest level of, of effectiveness and also um, expand your awareness or expand your consciousness. So um, mm-hmm. I I love using symbols. Like, I'll do things like... Um, you know, place the symbols in in water um, for, you know, um, it, I have a sixth friend giving them some water to drink that's been um, imbued with um, Reiki healing symbols. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, you know, if somebody has a blockage, you know, um, there's that whole um, removal of negative energy, you know, that comes up a lot, like with people, a lot of people carry stress in their neck and in their shoulders. And mm-hmm. so in my Reiki sessions, it seems I end up taking out um, a lot of that, you know, excess energy there. But 
then whenever you take um, take out energy, you don't want to leave a void there. So then you're going to fill it back up with some good healing energy, you know. And then I usually mm-hmm. like to fill it in with one of the um, healing. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, there's a lot of, uh, oh, I know what I was going to mention, um, is that um, something that I think is a really neat thing for people that are um, just, you know, especially just beginning energy healing or uh, Reiki, um, is to um, to go to a Reiki share, um, because those are... Um, I haven't done one of those for a while, but they're so neat because there you have a group of people who are usually, and they might be newer at uh, at their practice and they're wanting to get more experience, but there's usually a couple there that have a lot of experience, and it's kind of neat because then you're like, um, you might be laying on that massage table and you have like maybe 10 different people giving you Reiki at once, and it's, um, yeah, that's actually a pretty neat um a pretty neat feeling. Um, <laughs> have you ever gone to a Reiki share? No, no. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, where I was getting all of my training was, mm-hmm. you know, the first level, I think, was in, well, it was actually in Santa Rosa where I was living. And then the second level uh-huh. and master, <laughs> I kept going <laughs> south. I was like San Leandro in that area for second in the <laughs> mastership. I went all the way to Southern California. So. And, yeah, they, you know, and sometimes it's hard to yeah. find a group um, that's close yeah. by to be able to, to yeah. something like that. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. you know, but it 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 sounds really neat, and um, mm-hmm. I think I think that's the same as a lot of how we do, you know. Uh, shifting gears how we do you know even Mm -hmm. magical things is you know we get together it's not a coven it's not a class Mm -hmm. we just start sharing things and i Mm -hmm. i really think that that is the that intermediary (laughs) level that you go to from when you learn something to where you can practice it and get an idea and then if you want to go farther you can figure out which direction and if you've got people of different levels that you're you're hanging with so to speak to do this it gives you ideas it gives you a, a direction oh you might yes yeah yes yeah yeah so. yeah that's um yeah i i know a lot of people like you were talking about before incorporate um healing practices energy healing or reiki um practices into their other um practices such as massage or reflexology mm-hmm. And that's, mm-hmm. yeah, that's a, a real treat. <clears throat> I had yeah. a student who um, went on to practice reflexology after that, and then um, I went to him once, and it's like, oh, my goodness. Just, you know what? Some people don't like having their feet touched, but he mm-hmm. could touch my feet all he wanted. <laughs> it was just like, yes. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and it can be, and it, you know, it really does, you know, have a lot of of ways to incorporate into other healing modalities, um, Mm -hmm. not just, 
you know, doing it in like before you go to surgery and after or different ways of, of doing it in that way within the medical uh, paradigm, but it also is these other modalities that people, you know, they're not going to necessarily tell you um, they may, but I think that's really mm-hmm. cool. Um, how would you go about doing this in the magical realm? Ah, that is a great question. I was just thinking we should look at, you know, <laughs> things with the magical realm, and there are so many wonderful ones. I'll tell you one of my favorite things is um, for using um, Reiki for enhancing um, intuition and psychic development. Um, one of the things I like about being a Reiki practitioner is I've done um, psychic attunements on myself and also on my students um, because I would um, uh, psychic development courses and mediumship classes and stuff like that. And um, not always, but sometimes if I, you know, if we were able to, if the conditions were right, if it was a small class and stuff like that, I would do, you know, um, like a psychic attunement on on my students um, to enhance their clairs, you know, the clairvoyance, mm-hmm. clairaudience, sentience. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to mm-hmm. say clairknowing because I, I can't remember what the right term for that is. Um, but <laughs> okay. um, I really I really like that. Um, and I think, you know, what I usually do is end up placing the power symbol and the master symbol into the corresponding chakra area. Um, and the results can be they can vary from very subtle uh, to dramatic. Um, I, I like to receive a psychic, like every couple of years, just to uh, mm-hmm. provide balance and kind of give me an extra boost of energy flowing there. Um, mm-hmm. I know the results can vary from um, increased player experiences to, I know some people have told me that they've had an increase in you know dreams, dreaming true prosthetic streams, mm-hmm. clear remote mm-hmm. viewing, um, mm-hmm. and also, you know, just to generally enhance, like, intuitive abilities. Right. And also, right. you can also channel Reiki into, like, your psychic tools, like tarot cards, pendulums, crystal balls, and I think it mm-hmm. works particularly well on crystal balls. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about you? Well, you know, the idea of... <laughs> When you do magical workings, you know, I know Mm -hmm. that um, sometimes we can, you know, write out the actual symbol or have it and utilize it as do the the candle that we're doing. We can, you know, charge it before we start working it or whatever we're doing um, to do that. Or Mm -hmm. as we're burning the candle or as we're doing – the work with stones or herbs or we're putting, you know, pouches together, yes. we can hold and channel that energy into the items that mm-hmm. we're doing it as much as you would with a prayer or, you know, mm-hmm. more sigil-based points of reference um, in terms of that. And so I've used that at all different levels. Um, <laughs> and even when I go ahead and I'm going to give a gift um, that I, you know, Aww. want to someone, I, I make sure that I, I hold it and I, you know, 
the highest vibration that I can put into there for, you know, that, not just the prayer of love, but, you know, those mm-hmm. things is to charge it with, you know, the, the, this kind of energy that brings that to the person. Um, what a that lovely is, way. You know, yeah. <laughs> wow. Uh, that is, yeah. that is really lovely. I mean, what a neat idea. Um, yeah, I do that. Um, well, like you were saying before the show, we were talking, and you were saying, um, like, just about that you use it so much sometimes that it's almost like second nature. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, imbuing your candles or your crystals or herbs. Um, one thing I like to do um, with crystals is that. Uh, like with tarot cards, I usually have like one energy boosting crystal and one energy clearing crystal stored with each of my decks um, and my mm-hmm. pendulums and stuff like that. So then I'll I'll routinely like kind of hold the crystals and channel energy into them just to kind of keep them working strong. Mhm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it it becomes second nature. I mean, I guess that. I mean, I have a massage table. When I had an office, I had it in there. I Mm -hmm. did, you know, energy work was how I put it out there, you know, and that's when you, you know, especially with the concept of legalities is that you can put your hands on the person, but you can't move your hands on the body. You have to pick them up and put them down again. And then you'll notice when they talk about where to place your hands on Reiki, they're very specific about making sure you pick them up, put them down. You don't move them because that's considered massage. And so that takes a licensure. And I was trained when we started learning this that mm-hmm. you, you have to pick your hands up and do it or I would do it, you know, by putting my hands not on the person but just above it. And actually that, to oh. me was like mm-hmm. the most powerful because the person felt the energy <laughs> coming mm-hmm. out of my hands into them and it went into them. They they were conscious of it, but then of course they're you know, eventually they a lot of us will kinda fly into that other zone where, you know, we kind of relax so nicely. But um it was that kind of, <laughs> you know, process rather than constantly putting my hands on them even though that was a great thing and I love doing it as I change different ways and the same thing is true about you know putting um, the symbols in the pictorial form on the other side of the table meaning underneath in the corners and you know setting it up like you would um, a altar yes yes so, yes, and you, yeah. you you can you know for creating sacred space. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You might want to you know do that by putting the symbols into the four walls and then central symbol to run through the mm-hmm. room for mm-hmm. setting up wards. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Feel like you need some extra extra protection and um, you want to only let through like um, you're doing like a spirit circle. Just uh, mm-hmm. benevolent spirits. That um, yeah, that's a that's a great way to uh, to work with um, 
Reiki and other energy traditions, especially like incorporating the symbols um, and, you know, having that energy flow through the symbols to create right. a sacred space or, to, or, or a protected space. Also, a very, very wonderful way. <laughs> yes, I think though we need to look at our time. <laughs> We're yeah, getting overly yes, excited. Yes. I think we've got closure time yeah. now. <laughs> okay, we are. Yeah, you're so right about that. Okay, so we are getting ready to end here, and I just, um, I guess we don't have any final comments because we're just about done. But I think there was a lot of good things said. Um, and, you know, learning any of these energy traditions can definitely help um, to heal your body, mind, and spirit, yourself and others. And it's also an excellent to combine with um, magical and spiritual practices. And so we are going to say farewell. And um, before we go, though, I'll say that next week, Thursday, um, February 20th, I believe, we are going to be continuing the theme of 22nd, thank you, for Inner Transformation and talking about ways of developing uh, psychic and intuitive abilities. So I'm excited about that one. <clears throat> and with that, we will say farewell. <laughs> um, Take care. Bye-bye. Yeah. And uh, which on, which well, and which wisely, everybody. Till next time. Thank you for listening to The Witch, The Priestess, and The Cauldron, a radio broadcast on the LMC Radio Network. Our podcast airs live every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Central, and is available for download. Questions or comments on this show or ideas for upcoming shows can be sent to our website at witchpriestessandcauldron.com That's witchpriestessandcauldron.com Until next time, merry meet, merry part, and merry meet again. Blessed be!